Miller, greetings and welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and discuss a cult or a classic film where one or more of them has seen it for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns. As always, I'm joined by Kane Porkchop Daniel. Hi, I'm Super Cop Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Seb Godfrey. Hi, I'm also Super Cop Sandra Bullock. And our guest for this week is no one. No. We are OG, just the three of us. Uh, Nobody else wanted to get in. The no, <laughs> to be honest, I think we've I think we've uh, used up all, all of our, our favorites. We've used we've used up all of our friends. Um, yeah. But uh, we decided to uh, yeah go OG, and we are discussing uh, for this episode the 1993 classic. Demolition Man, starring uh, Sly Stallone, Sandra Bullock, and Wesley Snipes. Um, now, I have seen this. <laughs> Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. Um, I've seen this film many times. Seb, you, you, yeah, you've I've seen, seen this, this so, so, so many times. And Kane, you have never seen this movie. No. Um, what... What did you know well, about this movie? Let, sorry, let me reword that. How much did you love it on a scale of I really loved it to it was the greatest thing I've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks, my <laughs> dude. I fucking knew you'd say that. <laughs> what, no. what is there to like, honestly? Uh, there, are, there are bits to like. I'd say what um, isn't there to like. This is, uh, so the director, uh, look at Marco Brambilla, mm. first film. Yeah. His first film gets yeah. $57 million budget. First film, sliced alone. I oh, know. Um, and then... You has... know he was only 28 when he directed it, too. Really? Yeah, oh, he was 28. And he got... Um, David Fincher gave him a, a little leg up. Right. Because, um, yeah, he came from... He's More got like, like a leg nice... over. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> Just going to walk past that one. Um, and, and then he made Excess Baggage, which mm. is a, a um, Alicia Silverstone... Mm. Benicio del Toro, and then he's just directed TV, and he hasn't done much of that. Well, no, so. he's, a, he's an artist now. Yeah. He's like he's oh. he's kind of the only Hollywood director to uh, direct a big big feature, you know, tentpole blockbuster, as well as have artwork featured in the Guggenheim. That's kind of his. Oh wow, really? Yeah. So no. he's like a he's like a video artist. What Some about, of his work's amazing. Oh. What about um, uh, the guy who directed Diving Bell and the Butterfly? He's uh, oh, I, I can pull it. Fuck. You can. <laughs> you can. Um, uh, okay, I didn't, I had no idea. Because um, I think in his credits there was something he did, um, like a Kanye thing yeah, fairly yeah, recently. Yeah. So that must yeah. have been. So, yeah, okay. experimental music video kind of stuff. Oh, it was probably how I knew David Fincher, to be honest. Julian Schnabel. <laughs> Julian hey. Schnabel. And Julian Schnabel to you too, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but a, a relatively successful movie. 57 million made 160 million. So not too bad. You know, washed its face. Um, David, David Lynch is a visual artist as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I was just I was making a Guggenheim connection. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, Kane, you hated this movie. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there were no, there were no bits that you liked. Listen, I mean, I, I thought some of there, there, were, there were some funny lines for sure. Mm. I think it, 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 it wanted to be like really light and quippy and uh, throw things away, but everything felt so leaden. Like every line delivery, every like action set piece just fell with this massive thud. You know what I mean? And you've got goddamn anti-vaxxer, goddamn Rob Schneider fucking yeah. mincing about. Uh, uncredited. Was he? No, really? No, I don't yeah. Know. 
No, he's in uncredited. Bullshit. Isn't really? Jesse? I saw Jesse Bo- the Body Ventura. Yeah, he and, is. Uh, I, I, well, yeah. I, I saw him in the credits. I didn't pick him up in no, the film. No, he was cut. He was cut. Oh. Yeah, he was cut from the. Well, no, it, the, the, the original um, edit was meant to go for like another hour. Oh, and gosh. he pretty much. Uh, there were a number of sequences cut out. There's, if you look back on it, there's there's this whole subplot with his with his daughter in the future. You know, he's like, yes, you know, they, I, I don't that, want to look that, my daughter that, up. That just gets. I know. Well, there, there's a scene. Yeah. There's a scene when they're underground and the big fight out kind of thing. Uh, he's just, as it happens, his daughter is actually living underground with Dennis Leary. Yeah, gets introduced to her. He's like, oh my god, you're my daughter. This is amazing. Wesley starts shooting at them both. He protects her, and there's this whole other sort of half hour subplot that goes on there, which the the studio just went, you know what, we don't need this. Yeah. Let's just let these guys shoot each, each other well, with that, terrible aim. That, yeah. that seems weird then because uh, they could have completely excised the lines where he said, you know, mm. because he says, totally. what about my wife? And they said, oh, he, yeah, your wife's dead. Yeah. And they just could have cut out the bit where he says, what about <laughs> yeah. my daughter yeah. as well? Yeah. 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 If you rewatch it, there's some. And funnily enough, he's got a certain set of skills as well. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely does. Well, I mean, you know, and they could have just fixed it with some ADR work because there's some brilliant ADR work uh, when uh, they're, um, uh, because they had to swap out uh, so, yeah, Taco I... Bell and Pizza Hut. Um, so did you, did you right. realize, okay, which, which, which version, which version did, you did you see? Did you, did you see the version with Taco Bell or the version with Pizza Hut? When Pizza they Hut. Okay. Yeah. So That's the international version. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, I mean, in the UK. What's the story? I was vaguely aware that there was. Uh, well, the, I mean, in the film, uh, the, the whole plot device is that uh, <laughs> Taco Bell won the, the, the fast food restaurant wars and now every fast food restaurant or every restaurant pretty much in the future is Taco Bell. Mm. And that was the big joke. Um, but because Taco Bell doesn't exist in the UK, Australia, other parts of Europe, um, they, they shoddily went in and replaced all the logos with the Pizza Hut logo. Like on, but there's a couple of remnants, like on jackets of the staff's clothing, there's still a little Taco Bell mm. on the window. There's still a little, uh, like Taco Bell decal. But then you, if you rewatch it on the side of a car in a bit of a action sequence where those underground people come out and try to fuck shit up. There's this really shoddily placed square Pizza Hut logo that's put over the side of a car that wobbles, you know, really. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, and there's some pretty horrendous ADR work as well. Like there's, there's a few sequences where, um, oh, you know, where it's like plainly saying Taco Bell and their mouth is moving like Taco Bell <laughs> Jesus, and it's just I like did, Pizza Hut. Really true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, I, but but then again, I got up at seven thirty to watch this goddamn yeah, movie. Yeah, because yeah. um, I grew up watching, seeing the Taco Bell version, so it really like mm. really threw me. But speaking of ADR, I, I I can't think of any specific line, but this this was definitely a script that got punched up by comedians because there's all of these. Uh, there's a couple of times that there's there's lines that happen like right at the end of this uh, at, at at the end of a scene when they're in wide shot or with their back turned. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. It's like they got they got a comic to put in like yeah, they got Pat Roswalt or fucking whomever to just throw definitely. in. Yeah, yeah so when goofs. their heads are turned. There's only yeah. one line that I laughed at, and it's definitely been added in. You know, which one later was that? On. Uh, towards the end, when Simon Phoenix is uh, 
defrosting all the bad guys. And he says, ooh, I hope my butt didn't look like that. Yeah. <laughs> he was like looking up underneath it. He was like, you know. And I mean, he was uh, like Wesley Snipes is chewing every piece of uh, scenery de- um, I mean, yeah. in that- his Dennis Rodman uh, style. Um, Wesley yeah. Snipes is the best part of this Oh, movie. man, he's so good. Yeah. It's, it's, so good. it's so fucking he crazy. He dresses like Chucky fucking, you know, Chucky doll. And where did he get the, like... Uh, you know, the overalls and all of yeah, that sort of stuff. That was his, like, that was his vibe. He's just, yeah. But did you like all the little it cuts? It looked like he was of, from um, like a Nickelodeon show or something <laughs> like that. All the, uh, like, the DJ cuts over when he's fighting yeah. and punching. It's like, chicka-chee, chicka-chee. Mm. That was really, but really... But he's just acting completely bananas the whole yeah. time. I, I just love him he's acting like, yeah, just like this crazy cartoon character. You, it's wild. You know, he hated that hair, that blonde re- hair all throughout. He shaved his head straight afterwards. They did a bad dye job as well. But... Directly after that was released, Dennis Rodman started dyeing his hair. Oh, so this was the reason. Right. This was the reason oh, as to why. I was yeah. going to look that up, but I just, just sort of assumed that it was vibing nah. off Rodman, but Rodman nah, vibed off Snipes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, sort of back to that, uh, you know, cutting out the uh, half an hour of mm. extra story. What the Ooh. thing with this, no, but the thing with this movie is gets into the story as in like it sets everything up within two minutes. Yeah. Like it's really, really quick. And then there's like two hours of movie after it. And you're like, mm, yeah, surely this could have been a 90 minute movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but this isn't, uh, this isn't setting up Moby Dick in two minutes. <laughs> this is like, no, this is but... setting up something with the dumbest thinnest premise there ever was. But like I guess if we're comparing it to something today, there would be a lot more set up and walking people through things. Maybe so. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure people have commented on this before, but I couldn't help but imagine uh, like uh, in the first scene where uh, Stallone choppers in to the yeah, big yeah, yeah. complex in South Central LA, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't help but what I couldn't help but make this kind of New Jack City universe yeah, where yeah, yeah. it's like he had moved from New York to South. You know, yeah, maybe sure. this is exactly the same thing, right? Yeah. It's this big like fortress, and I just kind of loved the idea that his character from New Jack that City been was yeah. that would have been cool. I wish Hollywood did more crossovers like that, more <laughs> like dumb out of the blue. Yeah, I mean, Joel Silver, producer, definitely threw in enough references to his other films that he's been at the helm of, like all this Lethal Weapon. Mm. You know how she had her her apartment yeah. and her offices all decked out with all those references. The chief from Lethal totally. Weapon is um, at the start. A lot Steve of Kahn. Steve Kahn. Well, that's not the Steve Kahn that we know as the yep. comedian, but the other, he's the, the chief. Curran? Curran. Curran, yep. He's uh, the, the chief uh, The chief in Lethal Weapon and the chief in this. Who at the start of the movie is like, you can't keep blowing these buildings up. Oh, uh, right. Like, I thought, that's I thought, I that's thought the chief the from Lethal Weapon. From, um, no, no, no. Shawshank Redemption. Um, oh, who's the police chief? Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing, and there's like, also that 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 great, so many great character actors. Sorry to butt in, uh, particularly uh, uh, the 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 wizened old black dude who's who's uh, yeah, yeah, who, yeah. who I, who's been in a million things, but I always remember him from Hudsucker Proxy the most. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, how did he get so high? Why does he feel so low? <laughs> I, don't know, I, I love hard. Have you ever seen you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. It's it's the most underrated Coen Brothers film. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought. It, did you? I mean, it's 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 a, an alternate world, but it's funny when you know this movie came out in 1993, and 
they they it's it starts in the far flung future of 1996 and yeah. like everything has like gone that. to hell. I kind of like, like that. It's a bit of an escape from New York kind of yeah. vibe. That though, it's where like it's not just it's uh, you know I would have in, thought maybe they could have just pushed it to I don't know yeah. 2002 or something like that. You know, but uh, but it was uh, and that's then still, relatable, that's man. still kind of peak crack panic though, right? <laughs> like you know yeah. what I mean? Like like maybe that just feels like an exaggerated version of um, what scared. White people think yep. it's going yeah. on, you know what I mean? And then you, they wake up 33 years later, or however long it was, in mm-hmm. San Angeles, which is actually what they wanted to call Los Angeles in Blade Runner. And there's a couple, I, and I started going down uh. this this path. There's a few, I, you're going to love this. I'm going to compare <laughs> Demolition Man to Blade Runner. Which is be, but there there are a few little a few little similarities, I was thinking. Like the... Yeah. the Actually, no, this is completely dumb. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, cars with gullwing doors. Sure. Yeah, that wasn't one <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, bleach bleach blonde hair. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I guess Press has... Oh, uh, Rooker yeah. Howard. But that's mm. that's meant to be natural, though. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing monologues. <laughs> no. Um Oh, I did love the um, so and uh, also uh, one actor I spotted um, the helicopter pilot is one of the Johnson the agent Johnsons from Die Hard. He's oh, really? the the young the young African American and I looked oh. up his name. His name is Grand L. Bush. Yay. Great name, like Grand Bush. Grand like, Bush. <laughs> what a name! And it's in the amazing. Film, one of the Johnsons. Yeah. There you go. Um, I did. I laughed out loud, um, but not out of a humorous line. It um, at the when uh, Stallone is uh, you know getting ready to jump out of the helicopter, and he jumps out, and he goes, "Phoenix!" Yeah, it was yeah. such a McBain moment. What say? What's that dumb fucking line he says in the beginning and in the end? Send it, gotta send in a psycho to catch a psycho, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean they're all crazy. I mean that that's the thing. I I don't think the director knew how to push this to where it needed to be. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Because I think certainly the script was written in a way that it was a comedy first. Yeah. And kind of self-aware about how ridiculous it is because, I mean, and I guess we'll get on the problematic element of the whole thing later, but it's definitely, it's written as a comedy and, and you're not meant to, uh, you're meant to find like all the future citizens, cops or whatever, you're meant to find them ridiculous and you're meant to be mm. um, laughing at them. You're not meant to be kind of, um, you're not meant to be thinking, oh, these people make me so mad. You, mm. You're meant to be thinking, oh, they're so ridiculous with their crazy sayings and stuff. And mm. I don't think that they managed to push it far enough into kind of a hyper-reality where it never tipped into the kind of absurd absurdity that it needed to be tipped into for it to be genuinely funny or that you could all idiocracy you're saying yeah i mean if if that qualifies as a good movie sure i think it does yeah um but also to for you to go along with like to just be okay with just some of the gaping stupid plot holes in it as well like um i like half of my notes are why so you know for example why is simon phoenix up for parole earlier than Sylvester Stallone, um, because well, he's like, yeah. Um, and, and why does the museum have live rounds? Why does it have ammo? <laughs> yeah, but, why does the museum have ammo? Well, and and well, also that's because they don't think anyone's going to use them, right? But no, Simon Phoenix was busted out, wasn't he? He he wasn't up for parole beforehand. No. But didn't no? Isn't it because old mate 
um, who is amazing that he. But there's nothing to explain that. It, well, didn't he he get he altered his records to get him out? He altered his records, but. Didn't the overseer kind of engineer that he, yeah, he maybe. came out? Yeah. Who um, what's, he, what's that guy's name? Yeah. Nigel Hawthorne. Nigel Hawthorne. Dr. What Raymond it? Cocteau. Yeah. <laughs> From, he goes from Yes Minister to the yeah. madness of King George oh, <laughs> to Demolition Man. Of course, that's what I, what I know him yeah. from. Yeah, it's amazing. He's, he's like this Oscar-winning film, The Madness of King George, and he's like, yeah, sure, I'll play this, this guy in Demolition Man. I never saw The Madness of King George. No, neither did I. Um, and also, a um, I loved that there's a verbal password for handcuffs. Yeah, what was it? <laughs> yeah, uh, coconuts or bananas yeah. or that something totally like that. Totally didn't make sense to me at the like, beginning. I'm like, what? How did they just open? And then, yeah. and then I heard, and then, but you hear the guys like, "How do you know the password?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that that might but have been just, another ADR job yeah. as well. And also, why was he speaking Spanish? I mean, I know, yeah. I know that the idea is, is that out. he's been augmented somehow. Well, no, he did. I, he just threw, that was that was one little ad lib, ad -lib thing because he does speak Spanish, right. and he was just he was doing it just to fuck with people in the when he was. Uh, when they were setting up and getting ready to shoot. Mm. And the director's like, sure, let's let's try that. It makes you look crazy, sound crazy. Not did, that Spanish people are crazy. Did Wesley have a bad time making this movie? He had a fucking great time okay, making this right. movie. They weren't the first choice, though, either. You know, uh, so a lot of the time Stallone has films written for him specifically, or mm. he's got a hand in because he's Stallone. But the, the first choice for the two leads were, oh, who was it? Steven Seagal and Van Damme. And and Van Damme refused to be the bad guy. So they went back to Seagal and said, would you mind swapping and playing the bad guy? Mm. And Van Damme's going to be the good guy. And they just couldn't come to any agreement. So they went to their next. <laughs> that would have been. W were Van Damme and very... Stallone ever in a movie together? Oh, probably Expendables or something. Oh, uh, yeah. In Canada, it yeah. count. Expendable, yeah. The first one. Is he the bad guy in the first Expendables? You seen those movies? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely in one of them. Yeah, he is. He's the yeah. bad guy. Yeah. What's your history with Demolition with Man? Any any oh, man. sort of particular? Well, yeah, I mean, I grew up just, I was, would have been 11 when I when this mm -hmm. film came out. So I would have seen this around the sort of 12-year-old, 13-year-old mark by the time it came to VHS. Mm. Um, and I used to go around to a mate's place and this was one of like three or four tapes that we just put on constantly. So th I've seen this film so many times. That's why it really threw me with that whole Pizza Hut Taco Bell thing. And, mm. and I, and it, but it's I hadn't like seen a, it. It's like, like a Berenstein, Berenstein Bears thing. You know, that man, no. uh, the, the quote unquote Mandela effect. That's, uh, you know, that the, those kids, uh, books, Berenstein. Yeah. 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 There's people who swear. I, I, I can never remember which way this, this goes around. But people swear up and down that it was the Baron Steen Bears, and it's now the Baron Stein Bears. But they, they change it like like there's some rift in like time space, and and it's and it's like and and these was, children's books are like an argument for multidimensionality and stuff. Wow. And there's the same thing with there was there's all these people that swear up and down. This this is the one that blew up on the internet recently. Uh, there's a lot of people that s swear up and down that there was a movie where Sinbad played a genie yeah. called, like, Kazam or something. Yes. Yeah, there was. Uh, no. Bullshit. There was. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't. There totally was. There was. I'm, I'm going to yeah. fact check myself. Totally. Yeah. I'm 100%. fairly sure Sinbad was in a movie called Kazam. Well, Kazam. No, what was the one The Shack was in? Wasn't that Kazam? 
It was blue I think, chip. I, I Shaquille think O'Neal it was, was blue in. chip. <laughs> that was it, no, no. Just confirming. I thought that was blue chip. Here we go, Snopes. This is going to be the straight joke. Did Sinbad play a genie in the 1990s movie Shazam? No, that was that was Shazam was um that was Shaq. Right? Shaq. Shaquille yes. Uh, but it's false. But there was there was no there was no movie where where Sinbad. Um, what was it like? Genie. Must have been like he, he did. Must must have been like a little MTV spot or something that was. He's definitely. I swear, he's definitely dressed up as this person. But this is this is just the thing. I, I like. Yeah, never happened. I mean, you know, he was always wearing those crazy pants and whatnot. Mm. I'm gonna have to. He was wearing very puffy yeah. pants, wasn't he? <laughs> All the goddamn yeah. time. Yeah. Well, that's. How am I not supposed to think he's a genie? Totally. <laughs> he looked, yeah. Have you seen Sinbad like nowadays? No. That guy is the most high energy dude in the whole world. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's, he's Last thing I saw him in was Jingle All the Way. Yeah. He is still Sinbad. He is 100% Sinbad Sick. 100% awesome. of the time. Yeah, he's funny. Wow. He's funny. Yeah. I, I watched this. This was very much a, you know, a bit of a clandestine, uh, wasn't allowed to. You know, I was too young to see it at the cinemas, and so yeah. immediately I wanted to see it. Like it was just like yeah. I was not allowed to see an action movie, um, and so you know, would sneakily, or you know, if I go over to my sister's house, I'd make sure that that was the video that I could get out and all of that sort of stuff. And it, you know, I had no filter what was good or bad when I'm 11, <laughs> when I was eleven, and um, and so I watched it a million times and just thought it was great. It's pretty harmless, really. <laughs> yeah, that that was that that was Point Break for me. Oh really? Yeah, I do. My Point mom listens to this, movie. so it, like she she might not film. like this, but my parents were pretty strict about what they let me see. You know what I mean? Like seeing an M film was for when you were fifteen, whatever. But I remember there was a time where I was at my uncle and auntie's house, and they had a dinner or whatever, and they just let my one of my cousins put on a tape for me. Shout outs to Monique, and it was fucking, Edward Penis Hands. No, <laughs> it was Point Break, oh. and and everybody left, and it was just yeah. me in front of the TV watching Point Break, and me, yeah, probably like eleven or something, mm. just losing my goddamn mind oh, at man. how good this movie totally. was. Yeah, See, and and the, but Point and Break the, is still a great movie. Oh yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah, that's one of the best uh, movies. Yeah, it, that'd be in my top five. So, sure. are you saying that your Mum listens to this podcast. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna Hi, call. Mrs. Daniel. <laughs> How are you going? Thank yeah. you for listening. She 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 likes a lot of the Instagram posts as well. Excellent, yeah. really excellent. Um, uh, yeah, I I I think I had a similar but different thing with Demolition Man because it would have been rated M, right? Mm. Mm. Predated yeah. MA. Uh, and I think that by the time I was kind of allowed in plain sight to be renting m-rated movies i think maybe my taste had i definitely wanted to see it um when it was first out or whatever but i think that by the time i was regularly that getting more, more adult movies like out bridges of madison county and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I mean as i've touched I, I became pretty pretentious pretty quickly <laughs> you know what I mean? you're not wrong Kane, yeah. you can't <laughs> keep hiring fried green tomatoes yeah. um. i loved the shit out of fried green tomatoes when i was a kid that was good <laughs> I guess I didn't fucking I didn't clock to any of the lesbian stuff in <laughs> at all. But yeah. But there are little moments of yeah, because I watched it again and I'm like, oh wow, there's some fairly terrible parts of this movie. But um uh the um 
Classy. So daddy's having um, wine time. Mm. <laughs> um, you just took a slash in the corner. Yeah. I did like the, um, you know, and, and somewhat prescient, uh, you know, President Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Not that far off. Uh, All that self-aware stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, trickled down from the posters and the Lethal Weapon 3 references yeah. and all the, all the other film references, they tied into it. Yeah. Because oh, uh, Stallone did, sorry, um, Arnie did the same thing back to Stallone. Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero. Yeah. I made him the the, the star of Terminator. He was Terminator. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I well, kind of like, like their little, Yeah, they're so. good. <laughs> well, this is a good segue into who do you think has killed more people on screen out of Stallone and Arnie? Stallone. You reckon? Mm-hmm. Is this something you know for a fact? Or no, I, I, I just reckon. Well, I mean, if if I had to guess, I would say to be Stallone mostly on account of Rambo yeah, 3. Yeah, Rambo. Rambo so, 3 is being the, high, the, the highest. Yeah. I would say Rambo of. 4 as well was pretty... I mean, um, but any, oh, actually, Rambo that's 4? that's a good... Well, yeah, John, John Rambo. Rambo. Right, 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 right. Um, I have some stats here. Okay. I have the answer. Cool. Um, and it's actually closer than I thought. So uh, Arnie has killed on screen... 509 baddies. People. Yep, baddies. <laughs> well, actually, probably some of them are good. Yep. Uh, and Stallone is 539, so 30 more people. It's there pretty we close. go. That is closer than I would think. Yeah. Now, speaking of, uh, well, John Rambo, and um, just while we're talking, Kane, would you, oh, yeah. would you mind? Uh... It's the wine, lads. Daddy <laughs> wants some sauce. Um, So I did, I mean, there's many movies that, uh, especially of this era, that qualify for this, but I was watching, uh, you know, there's some pretty amazing sequences of these two, of, um, John Spartan and, uh, and Simon Phoenix clearly just shooting directly at each other oh, and, yeah. and, and missing. Right. Yeah. And so I did a little bit of research, um, because I thought, you know, I've done, uh, like clay shooting and stuff like that before, like, <laughs> you know, not, not saying you'd be a better shot. Than both these no, guys. but but I guess it's just that thing of you sort of watch these movies and then bullets flying everywhere and all of that sort of stuff and no one ever seems to get hit. Yeah, and I was thinking mm. how you know obviously the the you know there there are just some crazy moments where you're just like well surely he would get hit by that, when but, they, especially with their spraying bullets yeah. down on top of a group of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a thing in every movie, but I it, that did pop out into my mind for this mm. movie especially because they're in such ridiculously close quarters. Especially for, that for museum sequence. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The underground. You know, yeah, yeah, in the pit. They're, thing. They're, they're probably 5 meters away from yeah. each <laughs> other. You know so I mean? so I, I I couldn't find a lot of stuff, but there was this article um I think it was in a Men's Health, but it was they they spoke to three or four people who have been in, you know, actual situations like they were SAS people and things how like to get, that. How to get abs fast. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, um, but the, and, and they were sort of saying uh, and sort of discussing movies and how realistic mm. or unrealistic things are. And one of the things that um, uh, they were talking about is, um, you know, like a handgun and how easy it is to hit someone with a handgun mm. um, and how easy it is to kill someone with a handgun because they were talking about how, you know, they've seen people be hit by, you know, a, a handgun shot and or go on to kill a number of people before they check out. Um, so it's not just like one shot and you're, you know, you're dead. But so t this guy, um, this expert is talking about, um, you know, shooting with a handgun is a, a kill shot hit on the fly, holding a pistol in one hand in a combat shooting environment. It's almost impossible that someone is going to have that kind of accuracy. 
So it's actually yeah. like less, you know, it's, it's sort of. So let's give them to teachers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is this um, a kind of psychopathic article is in men's health? That's kind of. Yeah. Well, wow. it's just talking That's about. No, it's, wonders, like, it's talking about. Um, and so, uh, and, and they sort of say that, um, and then, um, and this movie has this exact example of diving and shooting, you know, like <laughs> yeah. two guns. And, um, and uh, so the, this is, um, action movies love the image of guys diving through the air, firing a pair of guns. Now that's an obviously bad idea because shooting one-handed is less accurate than shooting two-handed and shooting while diving sideways through the air is the least accurate thing of all. To illustrate this, try doing anything at all while diving through the air. <laughs> um, yeah. And they also say that shooting in, um, like, uh, you know how in movies, like when people are shooting, like holding the gun Side on an angle, yeah. um, that is almost guaranteed to jam your gun. Yeah. Um, so like shooting on yeah. an angle is, is also going to jam your first, gun. The first person was to, to kind of create that style, of yeah. the Hollywood style of so shooting I just, on the side. Um, uh, uh, yeah, because I was just... I just wanted to have a look and see what, you know, what that was all about. So it's, you know, obviously these are crazy situations, but the idea that, you know, Simon Phoenix um, jumps around and shoots, yeah. you know, and it, it's almost like um, Stallone's there and he just ducks behind the, but the odds of him hitting anything yeah. are actually quite low because yeah, it's like sure. a, it's not yeah. a, it's not an accuracy sort of situation. Yeah. But that's not the only way in which they're shooting. No, no, no. But yeah. I was just, you know, yeah, no, um, no, no. I totally get it. Uh, but those, I mean, all of those, the choreography and all of these things, <laughs> yeah. whether, whether it's with handguns or hand to hand, mm. they all suck. It's all utterly disconnected and it has no sort of sense of, uh, topography or geography. Mm. Um, and I was really watching it, like looking at the hand-to-hand -hand stuff, especially, and thinking, man, our standards for what constitutes a good on-screen fisticuffs has changed a lot in the last has few years. changed a yeah. lot. Mm. You look at the yeah, the Bourne films and these other yeah. films that have really tried to put a bit of realism into it. Yeah, and that or mean, or the other way, like integrating kind of uh, Hong Kong kung fu stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the bar has uh, been yeah. raised for crazy silly as well. Yeah. Just to, to, to finish up on that little um, point, they, they did note um, that, and this was a, a person who uh, is like one of the gun handlers on a lot of films, and he said that a couple of films that do weapons like realistically, mm. um, John Rambo, like that ram that crazy <laughs> John Rambo 4. Um, oh, I never saw it. Uh, and Heat. That's yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. The, the, like very, very accurate. Um, I love that film. In... Yeah, when I it's I yeah I mean I definitely when when I call to mind uh, like the the third act bank heist and stuff and they're and they're wandering around with the assault rifles yeah. in L.A. It it actually does look they look really trained and the way that they're mm. holding the weapons did yeah seem quite. It's the calm I don't before know. the I'm just confirming mm. what 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 you what you said. Yeah. I wonder what I'd think of Heat nowadays. Man, it's so so fantastic. I like. I mean, I love Michael Mann. Yeah. Like, but uh, this is yeah. I love that film so much. Yeah. Start Never been finish. so hot on Heat. Like <laughs> no, I know. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I like it. But um, it's not mm. uh, it's not the the mind blowing movie that I well for me. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, can I also say Matthew Barney? Another visual artist turned filmmaker. Matthew Barney. Matthew mm. Barney. From Creme Master. Creme Master Cycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, uh, those classic action movies. The, uh, a few other points here. The um, There are clever ideas that are just pulled off really poorly. You know, like mm. as in just 
you know, they're, they're, they're kind of funny ideas. And I was like, oh, I like that. But they're just ham-fistedly done. Yeah. Um, I do like I like the the swearing, um, uh, you know, thing that uh, they swears. really commit to that. Yep, bit. the swear tickets. But, yeah, but yeah. I did like, and there's there's some subtle little things like the um when uh, when he says something under his breath and he gets a sotto voce violation. Oh, so like a, a little uh, you know under your breath. Um, so sotto voce is yeah, uh, and I was just like, oh, that's you know there, there are some higher idea, well, you know, like yeah. smarter ideas in it. Yeah. Um, and I like the three seashells joke. I was going to say, like, when are we um, going to talk about the three seashells? Because mm. that's that's like, if you say to someone that has uh, any memory of this film, even the, the slightest memory of Demolition Man, they'll go, oh, the three seashells. Mm. That's their that's their go-to. Like, yeah, I've seen that. The three seashells. That's the first thing they'll say. Um, which is, it's funny because it's never explained in the film, which they which is good that they, that they leave you hanging for that mm. very reason. But the uh, the screenwriter, what was his name? That yeah, like, uh, I can't remember his name. But you're right. I mean, like he, in that and all the stuff that Mike invoked, there's the phantom of a really funny screenplay in this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's there's kind of the ghost of a really funny Definitely. movie. And Sandra but, Bullock, like you know, getting all those words wrong. You know, like mm. getting the words wrong. Like they really lean on that joke. Yeah. You know, quite a bit, and they do. Old but, Sandy Bullock doesn't quite pull like some of them she does but some of them she doesn't quite found a stride in hollywood just yet no yeah, well this, this was her, this was her this first was, kind of big movie was, yeah so this was pre-speed yeah this right. speed was the following film that she did she was about to take the <laughs> rob schneider tried to talk her out of doing speed on set he was like this bus movie sounds what? fucking oh, terrible God. as if, as if anyone would listen to rob schneider. why would you listen to i couldn't hate him more as well yeah like do you know how wildly anti-vaccine he is no, like no he's idea. really bad. Mm. No. Um, but we haven't. We're not done with these three seashells yet. By mm-hmm. the way, oh, sorry. So the uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the screenwriter's name. We'll, we'll look him up. I've got oh, a, a you, you, you keep going, somewhere. and I'll bring the screenwriter. Um, yeah. So he was uh, on the phone to a mate because he was stuck. He he knew he wanted to do this toilet scene. Um, with Stallone, why he, he felt so compelled to write a toilet, futuristic toilet scene into his film, I don't know. But uh, he called this friend of his who happened to be on the toilet at the time. Mm. He had a, I assume that it's probably pre-mobile, so he probably had a, one of those fancy fuckers with a phone in the toilet. And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm looking around here. I've got a bag of seashells on the top of my cistern in the toilet. And he went, yeah, right. That, uh, that's That'll do. I'll... I'll that's a little seed of an idea there. <laughs> so it could but, have been, speaking of like 80s shit, it could have also been like that weird shellacked bread that people yeah, had. Do you yeah, remember yeah, yeah. that shit? Yeah. <laughs> but there's also Stallone in a recent interview got asked about the three seashells and asked if he knew what they were for and mm. how to use them. And he said, well, yeah, we actually discussed it on set beforehand because he wanted to know as well, like, what's my what's my motivation here for using these three seashells? Um, and it was explained to him that apparently you meant to get two of these seashells and use them like chopsticks to pry out the shit from your anus <laughs> and then use the third one to scrape. <laughs> Scoop it. To <What>? scrape. <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought it was meant to be like some sort of contraption, like they were buttons or something. No, I don't know. No, but I then they know. show the three seashells. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, they were, but they were just sitting there. How, like how they're shelf, meant to be. Like, Washed or cleaned or sterilized afterwards, I don't mm-hmm. know. But this is from the mouth of Stallone himself. So there's and speaking the... of mouths, uh, how about we speak with our mouths for a couple of words from our sponsor? This episode is brought to you by Fractions. 
percentages for people who aren't jerks. Hey, give me about 20% of that cold pasta bake. An 80% reduction in my wages is better than 90%. My dick's about 50% thinner than it was last Christmas. Oh, how I wish I had 10% of Oliver Platt's charisma. Pachoo, spit, gross, that's how you sound. Wouldn't you prefer to sound like this? 33 over 200. See? Fractions are one thing you're not going to get over once you sign up for Fraction Club. Sign up today at fractionclub.biz and you'll get 33%. <laughs> Sorry. One third of a thin laminated piece of A5 paper with a bunch of fractions scribbled all over it. Just read them out to strangers and you'll barely even be put in jail. Fraction Club, your lack of attention in math class is really coming home to roost, you piece of shit. Uh, so uh, back to so the writers. Uh, so there was three screenplay writers, uh, Daniel Waters, That's Robert Renault, and Peter M. Lenkov. Daniel Waters was the guy Daniel who, Waters. little fun fact, uh, in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be doing another little film called Heathers, mm-hmm. who... He was a screenwriter of that too. No shit. Actually, yeah. quite a and few Heather shares, shares an actor as well. It does. Yeah. It does. It does. Um, What's his name? His name his is Glenn Shaddix. Glenn Shaddix. Yes, playing Wrong. the major domo figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a dope-ass name. Yeah. It's a shame he's kind of... It was a unique, The roles right? he plays are kind of, yeah, like heavy I, set kind of... Uh, man, he's... Beetlejuice is his one and only role for me. Okay. I, yeah. I fucking love him in that. He's great. Um, I... Uh, <sighs> Dennis Leary seems a little out of place. I but, hate Dennis Leary but, so much. Um, because he's but, an asshole. Ugh. But he, um, but then you know, it's like I, I vaguely remembered him being in it, and then, and then he, when they're down in the underground. And he has his Dennis Leary speech. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's why you get to be in the movie. Like he would yeah. have just been like, that's contractually like, yeah. I get to do my little fast talking thing about, you know, the, the world yeah, and the, yeah, the government and all hey, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use you public know, toilets you know, and I piss on the seats. Uh, and, and do you know what it was? It was, it was, it was probably there was the, 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 the director and the casting agent were sitting around like, do you know what? We really need like a Dennis Leary type. And then they go like. Dennis oh, Leary. Yeah, we could just get Dennis Have Leary. You... We could pay him like three bucks and a six pack of beer and give him a fucking yeah. slap on the ass. And he had like fucking... five minutes in Hollywood, right? Where he was, he because this same same year, ninety three, mm. another. Have you another film called Judgment Night? Have you ever seen Judgment Night? I no, fucking so. love this film. It was either Judgment Night was also one of the films that he it was a go to thing. Came out the same year. Go to new release with Demolition Man that I used to watch at this friend's house all the time. It is amazing. Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, what's his name? Ari Gold from fucking Entourage. Oh, yeah. Um, that guy. Mm. Uh, Jeremy he's Piven. <laughs> Jeremy he's Piven. He's a... Uh, and they, yeah, it's a great film. These guys, LA bro trip. They're on their way to a boxing match. Um, get lost in the back streets of LA. 
witness a murder and then car breaks down and they, they basically go on the run from Dennis Leary who's trying to track them down and kill that them. That maybe rings a bell. Was, oh, with was, uh, was, Emilio Estevez. Was that kind of one of those uh, kind of Quentin Tarantino lookalikes? Yeah, so it was yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. In the, It was sure. like a three days in the valley. Yeah, or a, yeah, like yeah. it was kind of in the wake of all For sure. It felt right. like one of those. Yeah. felt like one of those like bit of an ensemble, uh, lots of kind of gritty, touched on some really grimy like yeah. drugs and swearing and all that kind of yeah. it's great. I fucking ate that shit up as a 12-year-old. Yeah, no shit. Speaking of dirty, can we talk about uh like the, the 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 <laughs> sorry, the fucking 12 frames of Sylvester Stallone's donger that we see? Do we actually see his, his jingle? Yeah. His jingle berries. Yeah. At the start? Yeah, when he's when well, I mean it's obviously oh, like yeah. a silicon oh, yeah. whatever. Do you see his him. plums pressed up against the you, the frozen glass? You, not the plums, you 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 see the goods. You, oh really? Yeah, yeah. You get yeah, the twig and berries. Yeah. It's I mean oh. it's obviously just uh It's a dummy. Yeah, it's it's a dummy donk. You reckon it's a cast a prosthetic. Whatever. I don't know, it was it was just well, so for all those slow me. for all those slow, you know, when he's frozen. Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah, I was just wondering a, about that's that. a that's a yeah, because yeah, when you um because a lot yeah. of the time the face is quite fuzzed out. Yeah, yeah. so Yeah, it's just um, a big it's just silicon mannequin. Of his sculpt ass yeah. buddy. Um, um you guys didn't notice you can see his peen for I, like I half a second? I no. thought I did, but I didn't have but the goal to can, pause um, it and rewind yeah, it and go back. Yeah. Well let's let's you know enhance, go back into the enhance, archive and uh, put that on Twitter. Enhance. <laughs> yeah. And of course right, also the, the twelve frames of female nudity that yeah. we see as well. Just <laughs> out of but but also, nowhere. No, and also in, oh, in this yeah, that's world right, on screen. In this world where people can't, you know, physically touch each other. You have sex with like a headset, yeah. and then some nude chick just makes a random call, like "Oh, sorry." <laughs> it's just was like so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a bit. That yeah. was a bit crazy. It was very. Odd. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel I, like I think that that's a similar kind of like phantom limb of like another better movie. You yeah. know what I mean, like a more absurd one. But I feel know? like it's also the um the NC whatever they call that the um the ratings police. Mm-hmm would have like clear guidelines you're allowed to show one set of boobies for uh, yeah. m rated film they're like yep. shit we better get some titties in this thing to sell it they probably pumped it in every trailer well, at late I, night trailer I, there I, was I just to try and get to people imagine, in there. like because uh at least now i mean i imagine it would have been pretty similar to that i mean they have the r rating which is equivalent to our yeah ma yeah right mm. and you only need to hit like two fucks for it to kick into being and R rated. What's so, after R in the States? Um, NC-17. X. Oh. X is not actually a rating, I don't think. No. Maybe it was in the 70s, yeah. but I don't think it is now. I could be wrong on okay. that. Um, yeah, NC-17 is our R. Right. Um, so it's you only need to drop like a handful of fucks to get an R certificate, right? You need so, to give two fucks to get it. <laughs> yes, quite <laughs> yeah. so. And so it kind of seems to me that, you know... With a script, like with one of the central goofs of the entire movie is about swearing. Mm. They knew that they were going to get an R. <laughs> so that, let's just throw in a set of cans and some yeah. latex peen into yep. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. That kind of makes sense, right? And it's, yeah. Well, you use it. I mean, since if, it's not an can. especially totally. violent movie as well. Like, there's mm. no blood. No. Like, because because you know how like like the violence the violence is like out of a PG thirteen movie because mm. there's no blood. You know what I mean? The violence itself feels like it's engineered for a PG thirteen mm. movie. There mm. 
same same again that half an hour of extra film that they cut out the studio cut out there was so much more violence like mm. there was a lot of blood the the scene where he busts out of his cuffs and kills uh, a bunch of people in the cryo lab um he really fucks them up he actually pulls out the guy's eye in one of the deleted scenes as well which oh, is so the retinal scan that. kind mm, of yep. thing um you see all that stuff and right. and that was all taken out um, it probably would have been what, the NC-17 or whatever it is. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's, it didn't need to be any longer than it was. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it, it probably could have had a little bit more taken out of it, to be honest. But yeah. yeah. What other thoughts do you have about this film, Kane? Well, I mean, yeah, as Alex pointed out, I mean, the entire conceit of the whole movie is problematic. You know, mm. Mm. like the whole premise is that all of these people are – sissified and feminized and that is that is by definition bad and you need the masculine swinging dick so to speak you know what i mean like like the 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 uh the rat burger eating yeah exactly yeah. like, yeah, like swilling a bit <laughs> the 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 only emblems of good in this movie are you know violent <laughs> Toxic masculinity, yeah. you know what I mean. So the kind of the the whole premise of it is kind of fucked when you when you think of it that way, you know what I mean? Because mm, yeah. yeah. because because like the, I guess with the exception of Sandy D, Sandy B, Sandy B, <laughs> <laughs> Sandra Sandy. D, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, they're all held up for ridicule, you mm. know what I mean? And and she only escapes because she's nostalgic for a you know, a more um, patriarchal Liberal. time, I guess. Mm. You know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at the same time, I don't think we should look too far into this. This was just meant to be a little throwaway popcorn, dumb dumb. Like, yes, yeah. but the artifacts of our culture yeah. inform, you know, how people think. And did you know that this film was actually completely plagiarized from a, a Soviet 1970s uh, novel, which once the Iron Curtain came down, they just let loose with uh, pillaging all content from that side of the world and turning it into screenplays and scripts and something really? floated. Wow. This is this is like... It's like a pretty generic premise, though. Yeah. I it's mean, kind of the utopia. It was more yeah. of a utopia. About 75% is pure plagiarism. And this one, the other 25% would have just been Hollywood mm. getting like that... Like, In what way the, all the dumb shit. though? The whole uh, was um, set in current times about uh, good guy, bad guy, cop, drug lord... Um, both get cryogenically frozen, mm. uh, wake up in the future to fight each other. Someone, but basically, the whole major premise of the film was completely plagiarized, and the only bits that Hollywood put in were the subplot with uh, his daughter and all the shit that they cut out in the end, essentially. Mm. But it's yeah, it was just a, a knockoff. Mm. Hmm. You know what that sounds like to me, Seb? <laughs> What's that? That sounds like a fact. Oh, is that a fact? Is that a fact? That a fact? Is that a fact? Is that a fact? That a fact? Yeah, it's a fact. So, uh, as Kane has not seen this film, uh, oh, yeah. you will be uh, in the hot seat. Yeah. Uh, to answer, okay. so we have uh, three facts. Yeah. One yeah. of them is incorrect. Yeah, I'm really and, and and also because I I don't I don't do a lot of research on these movies because you fucking nerds seem to do all of it so I just sit back and do it so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty open sort of uh, pro. Well, I'm mm. glad you're open because I'm going to ride you hard this time, Kane. Hell yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Fact number uno. 
the Demolition Man action figure is actually just a repainted He-Man from leftover stock. Fact number two. Adrienne Babu, who was the voice of the computer in... She was like... She did all the voiceover oh, yep, stuff. Yep. Babo. Uh, Babo. Mm-hmm. Babu. Babo. Who's Babo? Babo Babu. <laughs> <laughs> Adrienne Babu. Babo. How's it spelled? Um... Uh, silent Q, P, A. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> Just up. fucking Babu, whatever. Yeah, Adrian Babu was the voice of the computer. She also voiced the computer in The Thing and was a voice consultant for Siri. Ooh, okay. Hmm. I do know that there is, I, I remember reading an article a, a way back that, uh, you know, Siri is a woman. It's definitely not her. Mm. Anyway. MTV held a competition in which the winner got to hit the big red button to blow up the building in the start. Oh, okay. That seems true to me. All right. Can you close your eyes, Kane? Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm going to guess. Okay. Okay. So we got uh, Demolition Man is a uh, painted He-Man. His Demolition Man figurine is just a, a He-Man from Leftover Stock. That We've got it. the voiceover. Adrian Bubble Bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a consultant Bubble on Bubble. Siri. On Siri. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, it's a bad performance, so maybe that's true. <laughs> Ooh, that hurt. Ooh. Mr. Jobs just rolled in his grave. Yeah. Well, yeah. Get on the line, Tim. <laughs> like, let's have it out. Your fucking voice assistant sucks. Um... <laughs> And number three, MTV held a competition mm. in which the winner got to press mm. the big red button to blow up the building in Maybe the I'm start opening sequence. Mind, but anyway. I, I, I think three is true. I'm tossing up between one and two. One might make a little sense because it was definitely the twilight of He-Man, so it kind of makes sense that they would have excess stock. That's a pretty bulked out figurine too. Have you did you you had mm. figurines? You had those figurines? Yeah, yeah. I never had, I had them. A you know, yeah. I lost it after them, but mm. never had any. Okay. So what do we think, Kane? Mm, uh, but that Siri thing just seems off to me. I'm gonna say Siri. You're gonna say Siri? Yeah. You, my friend, are twenty dollars richer. Hey! Oh, yeah. Good yes. one. I got it wrong. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Which good one news did is you I went the He Man one. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good news is I stole that 20 from your wallet just before we started. So, So, um, do we have any more thoughts about uh, Demolition Man? The only thing for me was um, uh, I was sitting there and the the movie ends and then this weird song comes on, like just (laughs) completely out of place. Yeah, and then then I'm like, is that Sting? And Mm -hmm. I look it up. And it's a 1981 police song called Demolition Man. So no all they did, shit. so all yeah. they did was like, is there a song called Demolition Man? And they found this crappy they, police they song. They got him to re-record and, it. Oh really? Yeah, they got him to re-record it for the it film. It is a like turd a of a song. Rendition. I think no, the, yeah, I think the original police song was actually called um, something something. I'm a Demolition Man, whatever it okay. is. And then they just gave a more concise, yeah. shittier version. It doesn't, but it's just like there's nothing. I just interpret it as that, like shitty, like off the shelf. We'll pay somebody and make some crappy nineties. Yeah, arm. No, well, that, that would have been the that would have also been the Joel Silver connection, right? Because he did the I had to say it, I had to say it. It's probably me. I mean, from Lethal Weapon. But oh, doesn't yeah. it sound kind of like speaking of New Jack City? Doesn't it sound like a little New Jack swingy? Why are you making a wanking hand <laughs> while you say New Jack City? <laughs> Kenny's uh, actioning hands wanking in and around his mouth. Um, 
Yeah, but it does sound a little New Jack swingy, right? Anyway. Yeah. Who cares? It's a yeah. shitty song. Fuck you, Sting. <laughs> Hate you. Sting-a-ling, ding-dong. Yeah. Yeah. That ties back into Rob Schneider. Your, your new name is now New Jack Swingy, by the way. <laughs> the only the only good thing Sting has done is play Fade Rotha in David Lynch's adaptation of Dune. What about his... Shout out to what David about his Lynch's loot adaptation plane? of Dune. Oh, yes, sweet with his, loot solos. With his mm. goddamn... Ugh, what are they called? Those dumb... Song forms. Ah, mm? uh, yeah. yeah. God, how anyway. this is going to kill me. Well, any more? Any more on this one, guys? Or or have we demol- demolished? Well, Demolition I think terrible movie. I don't think it really even has much to recommend it in terms of like camp or kitsch. Yeah. You know like, to mean? be honest, yeah. I mean, I remember just watching this a ton when I was little and now I watch it again. I'm like, God, this is a stupid movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely agree with Kane that it is a fantastic film and we should yeah. all go home and watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, five stars. But, but, but really, five, like, like, six like, stars out of five from Kane. Strip yeah. out, strip out the nostalgia. If you yeah. were, if if you if you were in my shoes, you would like this movie. You can look no. me in the eyes and say, well, "You no. wear very uncomfortable shoes." So <laughs> I don't think I yeah. don't think that's going to happen. Hard shoe, um, hard shoe, collar yeah. and hard shoe. Yeah. But um, no, I still think there's a place for this for this dumb movie. It's in the same it's in the same vein as a lot of Stallone's films in that you don't overthink it. Sometimes it's nice yeah. just to put something. I, on. Listen, mm. I love. I I I think Sylvester Stallone is a good actor. He is a good you, actor. You know what I mean. Uh, but I, and and I do think that of course there's a place for dumb movies, but I don't think it's so bad that uh, it's so uh, horrific an idea that we hold our bad movies to a high standard. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, or our dumb movies to a high standard, and and this doesn't meet it. No, it's just getting. Oh, it's getting back to that same thing. I've got a history with it, so I. Yeah. I, well, yeah. exactly. I know. Yeah. 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 You're a, you're a little baby man that yeah. can't let get let, get let go of your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's married with a child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> uh, I guess that is a uh, a wrap uh, mm. on this episode. Um, thanks, as always, to Jeremy Watsman of Jackie Winter Group for allowing us to use the recording space. Um, be sure to check out their podcast, Jackie Winter Gives You the Business. Mm. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Deja Review, uh, Deja underscore review, sorry, um, where Deja Review Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at hello at Deja Review Podcast.com. Uh, please, uh, the last, last couple of episodes have been great. Lots of people have been getting on and giving us uh, star ratings on iTunes, which helps other people find us. And we had uh, one new five-star review, a uh, written review. Shit, what does that mean? We know what happens when you write write us a five-star review. Cane uh, Porkchop Daniel writes a little dirty limerick for said person. Yes. Uh, this is by a reviewer, Fur Trimmed Billy. <laughs> Fur Trimmed Billy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, right, that's a bit sexy. Yes. So it goes a little something. I like this. <laughs> there is a reviewer named Billy whose fur is trimmed rather silly. They shave it always and light it ablaze because their sex acts are hotter than chili. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for the uh, review. And yeah, please uh, jump on and give us a It just makes us feel nice and warm and fuzzy. Uh, I've been Mike Cairns. Over there is Kane Porkchub Daniel. Yep, my name on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And Seb Seabass Godfrey. Hey, see you later. Thank you very much. This situation was not of your pick.